0: Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, the First Impressions mini-episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, Nezumi VA. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. Oh, my God, David, that was so spooky, right? Why did you say it? It's such a spooky voice. Oh, God, this is going to be a haunted Shonen Flop Chibi. Oh, that's right, everybody. It's Halloween in March. (laughs) Spooky ween, Marcherine. Had to double check to make sure it was March. (laughs) (laughs) One of those years. One of those lifetimes. Oh, man. David, so what is the name of this spooky manga? Kako and the False Detective. Oh, man. Yeah, just like my favorite awards, the Kako Awards. Big kaka which is actually a Doom modding award thing. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because like there's a demon in Doom called the Kaku Demon, which is literally um, just the Beholder from the cover of one of the D and D manuals. Like they literally just stole the drawing for it and turned it into a demon. And so the Kaku Awards, uh, the Doom modding community is like 30 years old. and The Kaku Awards are basically let's take every single. So what's the best shit that happened in the Doom modding scene? this year and they call it the cock awards which is a very funny name this reminds me of one of my favorite green texts, where
1: (laughs) this one says itt autistic mistakes b15 go to the farm on an after school group field trip want to be funny go to the farmer you have a nice dick my face when i meant to say cock my face when i realize he grew vegetables my face when i'm probably an idiot
0: probably oh
1: god that is an almost 10 year old piece of green text
0: Oh, my God. I bet it's older than that. I haven't seen it. I bet it's it older. It was
1: posted on February 5th, 2014.
0: Did you actually just
1: Google it? I literally entered in Google Cock Vegetable Farm fortune" chan It immediately came up. Well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Okay. And then, uh, Jordan, that might be a good segue into learning about how old this series is. So can you tell us uh, the little details about this manga?
0: This was written by Mitsunaga Yasunori. Uh, it ran between June 5th, 2014 to September 24th, 2015. When did you say that green text? <laughs> February 2014. Ah, uh, so
1: this actually... So it very easily could have inspired this manga, yes.
0: This probably inspired that green text somehow. Uh, if they had a time machine, yes. Because, Jordan, yes. February is before June. I'm a fucking idiot. It's okay. I thought it said January, even though I just said June. January. Whatever. I'm tired. It's okay. As if I wouldn't make that mistake if I was awake more, (laughs) but I definitely would. (laughs) And then how many chapters was this? Oh, this ran for 38 chapters and four volumes. Yeah, so this might actually be the longest thing we're covering. In a while, at least. I hope this is a good series. Maybe it is. All right, let's get into the fucking plot summary, David. Yeah, spooky. Yeah. Rokuhara Satoru used to be a famous boy detective who solved the cases that the adults just couldn't. But now he's a high school student. You know, he's dealing with that gifted child burnout. And some people are pissed at him for solving crimes too good. (laughs) Goodly crime solvement. Yeah, but, but David, maybe it's because he's a fucking cheater. You see, can't actually solve murders. He just sees ghosts and the ghosts point him to the killer. And then he just uses that as a starting point to backtrack and find the evidence. What a fucking cheater.
1: <laughs> it's like he has a walkthrough.
0: Yeah, it's just like, all right, here's the end point. Figure out how we got there. This is like an episode of Monk, actually, where
1: that happened, where played by Jason Alexander and this guy has like these. So Monk is like a 400 IQ detective, but he meets like what he thinks is like a 600 IQ detective. But it turns Mm. out that like his mom overheard the criminals confessing and he just reverse engineered all the clues. Oh, it's actually it's a really great episode of Monk.
0: Oh yeah, and it's got George,
1: but it's the same thing where he just comes up with excuses of how like he could lead to the different elements of how he figured out the crime.
0: Listener, I said that um the ghosts point him to the killer. I want to be clear. I want to be clear. They literally point him to the killer. As in all the ghosts can do is just like literally just like use their index finger to point to the person who killed them. They do a great recreation of great days from JoJo part 4. Let the voice of love solve the crime for you. Exactly. David got it. (laughs) But yeah, uh, after solving the murder of a woman with a weirdly tight skirt at the hands of a policeman, typical, Satoru is approached by Sawazumi Izumi, a police investigator who Asks him to solve yet another unsolvable crime. This time, about a ghost. Ooh. In an all girls school, a bunch of rich girls have been dying in weird ways, including suicide and heart failure. The blame seems to be a ghost named uh, Miss Hanako, who haunts the bathroom. One of the girls jumped out the window recently, and seven others died in very similar ways. But Satoru uses the ghosts that he sees to determine that. Actually, the first girl fell asleep and then the other girls pranked her by bringing her upstairs and then spooking her with a scary mask, causing her to jump out the window, which she thought was on the first floor, but actually was on the third floor. uh, So she died. They did this for some reason. Very strange. (laughs) Popcorn Davis.
1: (laughs) Satoru deduces that the seven dead girls were killed by an evil spirit who is in that very room with them. Oh, no. No! (laughs) Sawazumi passes out, and the spirit says that she isn't Hanako, but an innocent spirit named Kako, who happens to be bound to the bathroom for totally unrelated reasons. Probably Kako Bella, am I right? Oh, Jordan. Boom! I'm bound to the bathroom after that. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) There's a weird moment where Satoru gropes uh, (laughs) Sawazumi to see if she has a warrant, but the gist is that, no, she's doing it on her own, because her sister is one of the victims. Kako agrees to help Rokuhara if he'll let her possess him, so that she can leave the damn bathroom already. (laughs) and go to Sawazumi's sister's room in the nearby hospital only to find her dead ghost pointing back to the school. They go there at night by an emergency exit and the evil ghost Hanako appears and she looks pretty freaky, actually. Good job, artist Jordan wants you us to know. Gold star. Yeah, yeah.
0: The art, I was proud of it
1: because the art, we'll get into it a little shaky good black tones. Akako takes charge and eliminates her and reveals that she wasn't just some ghost bound to the bathroom, but in fact an ancient god, and the school was built on her shrine. So now Rokohara and Kako are gonna go on wacky adventures and have to solve the 99 evil spirits of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Fuck, is, should that be
0: the cover art? Fuck, actually, yeah. Scooby-Doo makes more sense, I think. So Jordan, what were your first impressions? I love like a lot of this concept. I love the idea of a detective who is like cheating. It's almost like psych, you know, the concept at least. Oh, psych would be another good reference. Oh, yeah. But I also really love how, again, the ghosts literally point in places and he's gotten good at this. So I didn't mention it in the plot summary, but um, when they go to the hospital room and the ghost points back to the school, he literally takes out a big laser pointer and uses it to determine the exact spot that
1: she's pointing. This happens so often. He has an extremely like high power laser pointer for this exact
0: purpose. He understands this. He's used to this. He is prepared and he knows how to use this. Like, I actually, I was like genuinely kind of impressed. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Because, yeah, you get from that that, no, he is experienced with this. He understands. I also like the idea. I don't think I've seen this before where it's like um, kind of gods versus ghosts. Yeah. Like, I think that's a cool concept. I think so. And
1: then I agree with you, Jordan, as we talked about a little bit in the intro. The art is overall not very consistent. There are some pretty substantial proportion issues, but we've seen this before. The artist just kind of goes super hard on like two panels. And I guess that's really what all he spent all his time on.
0: I don't know about that, David. Here's the thing. The art has issues in ways that are consistent in the drawings that he like does a good job in. Yeah, it's just that he does a good job on parts of it. Like it is proportion issues, a lot of it. It's consistency. like um, frequently, the main character's head looks good and his body looks off, yeah, you know, it looks like weirdly drawn. Also, there is a skirt. The skirt is very weird. <laughs>
1: The skirt is like, got, like, no texture to it. I mean, he also does that thing where literally he does a flat texture on the clothing to show a pattern, which we've seen before, but it's, like, he didn't need that on top of the already existing art issues where literally it's a completely flat texture with no depth to it as this person's pants.
0: You can get away with that if uh, other parts of your art are better. Yeah, like, C did that, but the rest of the
1: art was good enough that it wasn't, I mean, like, okay, this is another shortcut he's taking in his art.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, my biggest issue with this is... At least this chapter is just like, it gets convoluted after a point. Yeah, I struggled.
1: I really struggled. I think he just made it really complicated to excuse why it was 60 pages. I hate because I always say this, but this easily could have been explained in 30 pages.
0: Like, the prank is so stupid. Like, what was their goal? Were they trying to get her to jump out the fucking window? I don't know what... Also, the
1: third floor, I wouldn't say is automatic depth for people. That's more like she'll probably be hospitalized and have severe trauma for the rest of her life. So that's, like, probably the worst height you can drop someone from is, like, 30 feet. Because that's a sweet spot of permanently crippling without killing them.
0: Man, David, I'm kind of worried that you, uh, you know, that so well off the top of your head. Uh, <laughs> you got any, uh, how much experience have, have you tested? that? Yeah, no,
1: it's actually I, in college, I did have stuff for humanity and they would talk about like the different heights and it is like kind of, it's better to fall from 60 feet than 30 feet because 30 feet, you might just be in a coma for 15 years while at 60 feet you at least die. Damn. I don't have a of heights, So I was one of the people that had to paint the roofs and stuff because a lot of people were not comfortable being on 30 foot ladders, but I didn't care.
0: Wow. I don't know. I think I might have issues with that, but I'm glad you don't, <laughs> David. I'm glad that you know uh, the exact height that you would like to fall from yeah. to uh, experience a quick, painless death. Exactly. Oh, man. And then I and then finally showed up <laughs> oh, flop end. Yeah, that's how the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. ends.
1: <laughs> Our last episode is.
0: I just do the rest of the podcast, just pretending you're there. Yep. And just like going crazier
1: and crazier. I think there was an episode, a Patreon episode where I accidentally only uploaded my audio and people thought it was like a joke until they realized I had just fucked up. (laughs) I'm also a little disappointed. I thought this was going to be more of a deconstruction of like the boy detective trope. And I feel like it's not really like I think it would be such a cool idea to see like a shonen protagonist all growing up and like having to like like what happens when that like 14 year old protagonist saves the world and then he has to learn about taxes 10 years later, you know? Yeah. That's like a cool space that I feel like I haven't seen a good deconstruction of the grown up of protagonist as much as I'd like. Yeah.
0: I also kind of want him to be worse at this. That sounds like a light novel name, though. I saved the world as a child, and now I have to learn about taxes as an adult. <laughs> I was a genius at solving crimes, but I'm an idiot when it comes to taxes. And it goes into like
1: depth about different taxation. He becomes an accountant, and <laughs> it's a trick dedicated to witches about accounting.
0: God, an accounting show.
1: <laughs> anyway i think overall this felt very mid yeah i think this is already just give me a vibe this will be a series we forget about after we
0: return. My flop senses are tingling with this one, because as we've mentioned before, the first chapter is usually when the author basically blows their best ideas. Yeah. And damn, this is your best idea, man. If this was like chapter 10, I'd be like, all right, I get it. Like, you know, not every chapter can be like a banger and the next one might be better. But like if this is like your first chapter, you want to really just hook the reader, you want to blow their minds you really want to just put your all into it if this prank is the best you got this ain't it chief i am worried yeah he doesn't have a ghost of
1: a chance <laughs>
0: <laughs> this time he doesn't have a ghost of a
1: chance <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. imagine if we had had little Karibo on just so he would say that during the episode <laughs> god let's get little Karibo for this one one day one day one day one day and then jordan would you read in our 10 chapters of this oh <sighs> Nah. Me neither. It's not what I was really hoping this series was going to be based on the first few pages. And I'm like, just nah.
0: Here's the thing. It's not terrible right now, but my experience on this podcast makes me believe that it's going to get terrible pretty soon. I can only see it getting worse. He might change. I mean, this this series is longer than any of the series that we've covered in a while, which implies that people liked it enough to not have it canceled at like chapter 20. Like this isn't a member of the U-19 club. Yeah. But really, that's the only reason I think that this might not be like a horrible certified flop, you know? Exactly. And then, Jordan, what do you think is
1: going to happen next?
0: So I think that Kako will turn into a vengeful spirit, and the main character has to bring her back to her senses. I think that eventually Kako will return to her home on, like, Japanese Mount Olympus or wherever the gods live. Yeah. You know, like the God world from Niko Wappa. And one of the cases the main character couldn't find evidence for haunts him. Like maybe the guy he was trying to bring down was like super powerful. Maybe like someone high up in the police and like they're after him because they mentioned like his family is in hiding. Yeah. And that uh, one of the issues is uh, he was working backwards to solve his cases, but he sometimes the evidence just doesn't make any sense. Like he couldn't find the accurate evidence. I think those are all really, really good guesses
1: and honestly, probably better than mine. Yeah. What are your guesses? So I think one of the main characters in the series will be dead the whole time, but we won't know until it's a shocking reveal. So essentially ripping off the sixth sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the main character will have to try and solve a case without being helped from the ghost and we'll see. And he probably does a really shitty job at it.
0: I think that's a good call.
1: And depending on the quality of writing, it won't be so much he figures out how to do it on his own, but somehow he'll get the ghost to come help him. Hmm. And then there will be some mysterious organization that's behind a majority of the crimes that he has defeated, maybe behind and maybe they are also behind why that God is sealed in still sealed in the school.
0: Hmm, although I thought it it was kind of like a built on an ancient Indian burial ground kind of thing. Yeah, that might
1: be true, so we'll see.
0: And then, Jordan, what's your power word? Pointed, because they point. I can't really back that up with anything else. I can respect that. I just think it's so funny that they literally point. It cracks me up. And mine is obscured because it's like, you know,
1: ghosts are kind of transparent, but also like, what really fucking was happening in this chapter? Yeah.
0: I had to read it a couple times to actually figure out what was happening. And even still, I'm not sure I totally got yeah, it. Yeah, I did too. They seem to imply at one point that that prank happened like years ago. And then there's suddenly like, no, it just happened. It was confusing. This is just like uh, philosophy school. It's not that bad. That prank feels like something out of philosophy school. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on this chapter that hard because philosophy school is just absolute trash. One of the most difficult to follow things I could possibly do. I was like I could follow the general idea of what was happening. Yeah, that's fair. It's more just when I try and think back to what exactly happened, I start running into some issues. All right, that's fair. But you know who doesn't have issues? Not me. Our wonderful listeners. So let's dive into some
1: listener questions. As a reminder, you can post your questions in the Shonen Flop Discord, which you can find on our website, Shonenflop.com, or in our show notes. And as a reminder, we give our priority to first time questioning asks people who haven't asked a question before, people who haven't had a question answered in a long time, and people who are King of the Forest patrons and above. So let's get started. From Agpa, what are the rules for the Shonen Flop drinking game?
0: Uh, so at the end of, uh, of an episode where something's not a flop, if we say that it's better than Chainsaw Man, you have to drink all of the alcohol you can possibly find until you die of alcohol poisoning because that will never happen.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think also if, I, if David <laughs> says we have fun here.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're having, we're having too much fun. Some variation of we're having a little fun. We're having too much fun. Then you drink. If I, if I
1: bring up a completely unrelated story that I just wanted to tell.
0: Yes. Yes. Of course you do a shot when we say Chainsaw Man. Like every time. Of course you do. I try to transition
1: and then we stop mid-transition to keep talking about the topic. Take a shot.
0: Yeah. Or if I start talking about a segment uh, in a different segment, like for instance, a lot of the time what happens is I'll start saying what, how the manga failed in the miscellaneous section <laughs> because I just remembered it. Yeah. If the artist went on to do something good, take a shot. If the artist went on to make hentai, take two shots.
1: Also, finish your drink if the manga sexualized children. Yeah, pretty much. Just finish your drink uh, and then cry. Yeah. (laughs) If it was under the U19 Club, take a shot. What else? Let's think of one more each and then we'll (laughs) move on. This is a fun topic. Oh, man.
0: Um, mm, 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 uh... (laughs) If this was
1: not published in Shonen Chump, take a shot. Take two shots if it's not even a Shonen manga. (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh man three if it's a manhua. Wow. <laughs> take a shot if the uh, character's name varies between chapters due to poor translation or david not knowing
1: how to pronounce it david mispronounces something take a shot
0: yeah you'll die <laughs> but yeah take a shot every time david mispronounces a name
1: all right. But I think that's all the time we have for that question <laughs> from Cram question mark. What's the worst slash least favorite manga the two of you have read in your own time? Not related to the show. I think I've actually said the answer to this. So, Jordan, if you need time to think, I can say what mine was. It's Elvin Lied. Elvin uh, Lied. Elvin Lied. Yes. You're the pronunciation guy.
0: Yeah, but I don't give a shit about how to pronounce Elvin Lied. For some fucking reason, when I was like 14 or something, I just read like a hundred chapters of that series. Like it's one of those series that you just get morbidly curious about yeah. as you read it. And also I was 14 and there's poorly drawn uh, like, you know, like arrow in that series. That was probably interesting. But no, it's just extremely bloody and violent. And I don't recommend anyone read it. It's just something that'll make you uh, feel bad. Yeah. Mine is Busa Renkin, which is the first manga I ever remember
1: dropping while I was reading it. I was like, man, I feel like this manga was made by a pedophile. And then (laughs) did you actually No, 12 year old me was not like, I think a pedophile.
0: Is it one of those things in retrospect where you're like that manga was made by a pedophile? Are you just saying that because it was actually made by a pedophile? I'm just saying that to be a little shit. But man, fuck that guy. Uh, Now I can never reread Ronin Kenshin. Yeah, that sucks. Yep.
1: And next up from Tree, you have to fight and win against one flop protagonist. Who do you choose and why? And Jordan, I feel the answer to this one is pretty clear cut. I have an answer. Who would
0: you say? I'd say BT. <laughs> if you just
1: said square up, can't bring anything into the ring. I do not care what bullshit BT has. It's not going to make up for 150 pound weight difference.
0: I disagree. I think that BT would pull some bullshit. I would go against Robo from Robot Laser Beam because he's just a fucking nerd. That's true. He's only like a couple years older than BT. Like BT can pull some shit. Robo ain't pulling shit. Robo can do one thing. That's fair. (laughs) Just shoot a golf ball in a straight line. (laughs) Just shoot a golf ball. (laughs) God, I'm so glad we're not.
1: We're skipping that. (laughs) You heard it here. Listeners, we're not covering that because it's too fucking long.
0: It's very long and and then
1: suddenly gets racist. Like, (laughs) Yep. And then next up from Red Blade, pick a Shonen Jump series that was not a flop. If it did flop, how would you have ended it? So, Jordan, I feel like for the sake of this question, something I thought would be a fun exercise is how would you have ended One Piece if it needed to end after like the Syrup Village arc?
0: Refresh my memory. Which one's the Syrup Village?
1: That's the Usopp arc. They have their ship and then you find out I have three chapters to finish this.
0: I would have the Going Mary uh, be, dry, be riding around and then just rocks fall from an... No, I'm kidding. That's the four kids ending. Four kids literally did this. But no, I would have them get pulled into a whirlpool and they wind up just like, oh my God, that's the island where the One Piece is. And then the One Piece is just like a rock that says like, Butum Tiss tis on it. I like that. Or like uh, Goldie Ro- Gold Roger is there, I don't fucking know. It would be bad and that's why it didn't happen.
1: That's better. I was thinking they would be shot up into like Skypiea. <laughs> they spend like a chapter in Skypea and then go back down and then somehow they're at like Laugh Tale. <laughs> And they just skip like a whole bunch of it. So, yeah, I cannot imagine how One Piece would have resolved itself in three chapters if he had to. But I'm sure Oda would have found a way. It would have been like Luffy and like his current crew and a bunch of silhouettes. Because remember, Oda actually had a lot of the crew planned out. Yeah. And they're like, this is where the One Piece is. And then it just ends like that.
0: Yeah. Maybe it would have ended with. uh, Well, I do feel like One Piece is going to end. Like one of the last things that happens is Luffy gives Shanks the hat back. Yeah. Shanks is just there on Skype. Yeah, Shanks is there. This is fantasy where One Piece was unsuccessful. And next up from Mr. Davey, what manga character would
1: you have had officiate your wedding?
0: I mean, are we always just going to go back to Orpheus? Yeah, it's always Orpheus, isn't it? It's always Orpheus.
1: All right. Next up from Weeboob's Ash, if you could pick one outfit from Jojo to wear, what would you pick?
0: Ooh. I mean, most of the Jojo outfits, unfortunately, look pretty uncomfortable. Um... I think I would
1: do Jojo so I could finally figure out what the fuck
0: is up with his hat. Oh, man. I was going to say Jotaro just because it looks... uh... You can say Jotaro, too. Yeah. You could do a different Jotaro. You could do part four Jotaro. You know what? I actually like part six Jotaro's outfit the most. See? There you go. I think that's a cool twist on his hat.
1: All right. Well, that is unfortunately all the time we have for today. I want to say, Jordan, thank you so much for editing the Chibi and all of your hard work on the show.
0: Thank you, David. Thank you as well for editing the Chibi and all the hard work that you do on the show. I love you. I
1: love you too. Props to Shane for the awesome cover. Find her online at Illuminati. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. Find his podcast, Anime Out of Context at animecontext.com. Thanks to Chucker CB for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shannon Flopcast and our website, ShanoFlop.com or on Spotify iTunes YouTube wherever else you get your podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're almost at a thousand. We'll do a big QA special. That's what I realized, Jordan. Let's we got all of we've got like hundred and fifty questions in the archives. We're gonna go we'll do an all QA special just to celebrate that if we hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So if you're listening, even, you know, just subscribe to us. It'd be great yeah and uh come join the show and flop discord as we talked about to where you can post those questions and it's open to everyone patron or not come hang out with us talk about any games or whatever else is on your mind there's even a monthly movie night and you can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site and if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon we wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support getting a lot of awesome perks like jordan what piece of content did we release this month for our wonderful patrons
0: we released part two of our coverage of magu Yes, and who was our special guest on it? Oh, it's featuring the lovely and talented Trey Watson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you could even be sitting in and to our recordings or listen to the warm-up audio. You can find it at patreon.com slash And now I'm going to read off our wonderful patrons. All right, starting with the Chainsaw Man patrons, we have T-Root. Your eyes look like guacamole. I'm hungry gonna eat your eyes <laughs> moving on down to the dolphin dad we have dude man bro guy then going down to my favorite tier the ravioli tier we get pictures of my dog every week chris eva Istrafont, rachel scarlet meerman and trevor schechner moving on down to the king of the forest we have 090z Albi, cram shala florine Gabe lando jacob andrew galloway josh robinson kevin briggs Maji knights marty max baker t the real jory the bb king bb the our newest patron tommy boy and tracking groving animals for all loving girls and raccoons wolfwood moving on down to the galactic ball federation officers we have Blah, Mumu, Brian Sexton, David Ackerson, Dennis James Moan, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Eric Alex Klein, Nigel, Generic Man, Green, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermit Crab, Jason, Keanu, Lincoln Frey, Manly P Hall, Marabara, Marvin Weinberger, My Dad, Matthew <laughs> Solovich, Thanks for joining back up as a patron. Melvi, Mike Carpenter, Payne Richardson, Ralph Iskoff, Resident Warhammer nerd who has definitely been dropping some really interesting Warhammer trivia in the
0: Discord. Dude, I've been watching like a bunch of Warhammer 40K videos cause a Resident Warhammer nerd. Thank you. That that lore is so fucking cool. <laughs> Rosendo
1: Mendoza, Ryan Chazinski,
0: Sarah Hyger, Scott Fischler, Simping for Sent by Ash, Staghorn, Tapier Clip.
1: is <laughs> definitely a patron. <laughs> our very own Tuckler, right, and ZZ Digital. Thank you all so much for being our wonderful patrons.
0: And then Jordan, is there anything you want to add? Oh man, Mission Ignition's coming back, finally. And better than ever. And better than ever, you get to hear an almost one and a half year old um, episode we recorded with Chip Cheesum. I love it.
1: Yeah. And then I want to say thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday as we give our full thoughts on Kaku and the False Detective featuring Nazumi VA. Yes. This has been Jordan. This has been David. You've been listening to the show and Flop. David say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Bye. Oh.